want you just want to talk about nineties rap? No. You want to do that? Yeah, they're like, they're like some hip hop. Some hip hop. Welcome to the Crit Crew. Crit Crew. We're, we we should say um, to anyone that actually tries to follow us. Um, we're sorry about the delay. We sort of hit a wall on SoundCloud where we couldn't upload any more episodes. So it took a while, but we're on iTunes now. That's that's cool. That's legit, my legit, dudes. Legit yeah. iTunes. You can subscribe to this shit now. It it's, doesn't load the podcast art, which is kind of irritating. That's but, a little, you know. That's a shame. There's no but, such thing as podcast art. Okay, David makes podcast art. <laughs> Do not be mistaken. Babies. My All right, babies. so that's so we got that out of the way, and now um, Max wants to tell us about his favorite game in the world that we all definitely, definitely like equally and won't have any conflict with. The Beginner's Guide, <laughs> not the Beginner's Guide. So let's let's say you're looking for a game, and I'm looking for a game. Are you looking for a game? And you want you want a game that's about it's got some comedy. But, like, you know, you want some adult themes. Ideally, adult themes of genocide. Comedy plus genocide plus spaghetti plus uh-huh. a deep appreciation for the font Comic Sans. Look, I didn't I didn't go to school for this, so I don't know the <laughs> equation that you're laying out right now. Hey, guys, it's Undertale. Should, uh, should we quickly address the fact that you two are in the same room today? Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Live from New York. <laughs> Live from New York. Live from New York. From Saturday Night Live. It's a sleepy oh. Indian boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kale's uh, in New York right now with me. Yeah. That's nifty. <laughs> that's, nifty. That's cool. We're sharing earbuds. <laughs> like a couple buds of, for buds, like a couple yeah. of ear uh, earbuds. Yep. Saying things like earbuds for earbuds is pretty in lining with the the Undertale way. Humor, humor, bone bone based puns. Yeah, I feel like if so, anything, the humor is right up my alley. Yeah, Max, can you give us like I don't know? This game can be complex depending on how deep you get into it, but like just like a three minute summary for people that haven't played the game so they know what we're talking about. Undertale is a game by by a, a little a little guy named Toby Fox. We actually a, do mean it this time. With Toby a big Fox. heart. <laughs> Toby Fox is uh, and actually I did a little research. He didn't make the a uh, game a hundred percent by himself. There were some art assets done by other people. Tisk tisk. But for all intents and purposes, Toby Fox made the game by himself. <laughs> um. Dude put a lot of work in it. He did the sound. He did the writing. He, he made the plot. He made the game. He made. He made it. He made it. He made it, kid. <laughs> uh, came out in September two thousand and fifteen. Uh, and yeah, it's a. Actually, it's a game which wasn't really originally designed to be as much of a thing as it was. Was uh, it kickstarted? I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I want to so. say um, oh, okay, but it was actually. That. It was only supposed to take like about. It was originally designed as a game that you beat in about two hours, um, and it's still like not a very long game. But it, it was supposed to be done in 2014, and then ended up taking I think like three years to make it. Took Who would have known that take, making a game yourself takes some time? <laughs> I think mar- I think part of it is just that the so the game originally started off as a combat system, mm-hmm. and then I, I think it might have turn into something bigger along the way i think he realized oh this can't stand on its own uh, <laughs> i need to uh i need to develop something to distract people 
which then, from this that, main thing. That's something being a very, uh, a very emotional plot. So in terms in terms of the plot, it's basically monsters are good too. Why would you want to hurt monsters? Yeah. But yeah, so basically, it takes place in a world where they're at a, at a time humans and monsters lived in harmony as equals. And then there was a war between the monsters and humans, and monsters were banished to the underground and sealed in by a, uh, an unbreakable barrier. Magic. And you play as a, uh, a small child who uh, climbs a mountain and falls into a hole and awakens in the underground. I've and seen this Sesame Street special. It's a Sesame Street special. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah um, and then you, you sort of make your way through the underground with these these cast of misfits <laughs> this cast of misfit toys <laughs> cast of misfit toys but yeah it's it's good it's good um you're the one that first told us about this so I, i'll give you the privilege like where do you want to start with critiquing this game like where do you want to what do you want to focus on first because there's for a game so small there's surprisingly a lot we can talk about there's a, i think there's a lot here i think that the I mean the the initial the the initial immediate thing is just talking about the idea. So a, a whole a big premise of the game is the the plot is very driven by themes of. I mean, it's a lot of times a, people you hear genocide first, but also discrimination. Mm-hmm. I mean that is inherently like the conflict of the game. Yeah. Um, is um, discrimination. And I mean, genocide. I think even stepping back from that, I think the whole point of this game is to get the players to feel like like just think for a second okay in video games you fight everything you see why yes yeah, so like what why is everything you're trying to do always to kill other things yeah so that's actually a really good point to start with you Thank don't you. have to kill anything at all in this game okay, this well. is a so, you can be a total pacifist so for people unfamiliar with the combat system um it's sort of it's predicated on like a Final Fantasy isometric view where you're walking through an environment and randomly you'll be thrown into a one-on-one confrontation with an enemy of some sort. Um, But instead, so let's say you want to fight this enemy, um, it'll go into this painfully awful uh, overhead view of this heart that you control with your arrow keys and you're kind of dodging around various uh, you know different art assets uh, thrown at you like a bullet hell. Sometimes it'll be a platformer. Um, other times it's just projectiles kind of uh, thrust at you. And you basically parent, go into a little mini game. Right, it's a little mini game. yeah, that you kind of have to jump around. If you don't want to do that, there is um, a route of pacifism where um, you can sort of talk down or, or do an action um, that'll wear down the enemy eventually to the point where they just won't want to fight um and you can win the battle that way so there are yeah. two options or you can just kick the shit or you can just kick the shit yeah. yeah so that is an option yeah but the two most important buts- buttons on the screen when you get into combat are fight and mercy fight yes right. fight and act fight and act yeah a- act being the actions you take that can bring you closer towards showing mercy to someone yep. which would be ending the fight yeah and right. you kind of have to take cues on you know, there, there are certain enemies that have visual cues that make you go down a certain train of actions. Like, there, who's that enemy that um, is very self-conscious oh, conscious about him? The eyeball? Yeah. The eyeball so. who, when you start combats, just don't make fun of me. And you look at the act options, and one of them is make fun of, and it's like, oh, well, obviously don't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 
yeah, they're very upfront about the feelings of these monsters, which I, I appreciated. For sure. mm-hmm. um, and the the plot of the game and the direction that the game's plot is taking is very driven on what you're doing. So if you're making your way through the game and you're just mm-hmm. killing the shit out of everybody, although it does matter, it matters less if you're killing everybody. It matters way more if you're killing uh, significant characters. It really, a lot of a lot of it really matters is are you killing the bosses? Are you killing the bosses? Are you killing? I mean, there are like minor. There are minor events that are like, okay, did you do the, the asshole thing here or the good person thing here? <laughs> I want. I want to get into those different endings later because I have some things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, I don't know where to begin. I feel like since we're talking right. about combat, well, we're talking about the some... combat system. I, yeah. I've so I've put some. I've been thinking about the combat system because I I actually played the game. When I played the game, I did not know. This is part of the reason, honestly, why I have such a strong opinion on the game. Is when I played the game, I had not already been told that the pacifist route was an option. Yeah. I just went into it going, oh, I can be a pacifist? Cool, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to see if I can beat this game without throwing any punches. And then, like, you know, going in with that idea and then hitting an hour and a half mark, I was like, I still haven't had to do anything. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. Not knowing, like, not knowing that the pacifist thing was a whole, like, was a whole thing, and was you know that's that's the whole like big primary kind of thing. Unless you're um, not knowing that, but just going into it with my own like expectation of like I want to do it this way, and then having and I, the game actually be that was really cool. Because I don't know if I don't know if I don't want to say this definitively. I don't know if a game that takes pacifism to this extreme exists. I don't think so. I think not, it's, I not think it's inten- the most they make extreme an adoption of this mm-hmm. kind of idea of like, you and to also that. have it carry such significant weight mm-hmm. throughout Toledo. See, I I did know about it because one Max is the one that told me about this game and couldn't quite uh, keep his enthusiasm down, understandably. And then also, I waited like a month and a half to play it since it was released, so the internet already like was. Uh, Blue their load. Yeah, you don't know yeah. this game has a lot of fucking praise. Yeah, but I I actually had trouble getting into it. Like I never really got hooked. Mm. Um, and this is something Max and I have talked about. Uh, it's just that the combat system. So it sort of is like harkening back to like old RPGs, like the way the like game is played out, sort of like a Pokemon game. Um, you walk around and then you fight a random encounter. I said this. What I'm sa- I'm saying it again. <laughs> I'm giving it, I'm giving a concrete Luke example with the Pokemon. Okay. It's it's very it's a, it's very inspired by Earthbound. Um, that's yeah. that's what the combat system has the most in common with. I don't know if you guys you guys played Earthbound. No. Earthbound is an RPG. I'm not going to go into it a whole lot. It's pretty similar uh, in some ways. The main thing is like it's a standard RPG where you give you a turn based follow thing, except that your health doesn't. Like just you don't just lose health; it slowly ticks down. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing the game quick and you finish before your health would tick down to the total from damage you've taken, you just avoid that damage. Oh. Uh, this uh. took it to the extreme though of having an RPG where after you finish your turn, you have to dodge the obstacles. So it's that it's the hybridization of a st- uh, static active RPG scenario. The problem I had though is that so like. It's, it sort of becomes grindy at a point where it's like, okay, I'm walking through, I'm going to fight this guy and this guy and this guy. But after, like, running into the encounter once, you know how it's going to play out. And it's not like you get any um, necessarily 
and this is going to be a whole different thing we can talk about rewards any, for like any, fin- uh, any exp yeah or there's like even when you're doing pacifism it's not like combat really gets you anything yeah, so you it became like levels, right? you were grinding i don't think that for, would justify you don't increase the, you don't increase your uh, love am i right mm-hmm. we could talk about that but the point is like it became a grind with no reward for the grind like it just was like please let me just get through this game i don't want to do another encounter yeah please if stop. You're, i'm if so you're, bored if you're getting through with this pacifism route like it, it is, I cannot imagine the slog it would have been. It's a slog. You, you, shrug, slog. you shrug your shoulders, but it's... Well, you actually, I think if you fight the same enemy, I think three times, they don't spawn anymore. Um, um, hmm. I think that's genocide if you kill them three times. Okay. I, I think that Passivism has something similar. Actually, it might be once you clear the area, everybody around doesn't respawn. My, so uh, so my track easier. My I never issue, had that problem. I never backtracked, though. Yeah, my issue is that... Um, you know, I understand the the fact that he was trying to create something that was kind of a hybridization of bullet hells platforming, but when it comes to actually controlling it, using the arrow keys is just not the way at all. It it is really cumbersome. It discourages. I feel like a pure pacifism route because you after every you know action that you take, a mercy action you have to dodge obstacles in order to get to your next turn. And it's just so frustrating. Like, why go through that rigmarole when you can just attack them and kill them a lot quicker? Yeah, because that's that would be the easy asshole's way out. And this game wants you to make... If, but yeah, if, if, if it's you're getting not, it's just not a good... Something. It's not an enjoyable mechanic, you know? <laughs> like, there should be some struggle, for sure. But this is just... It's not encouraging me to stick with it. So... We've talked enough about the endings. I think we should just jump into that. Um, so, like the way the way this game ends, and let's—I'm not going to get to the plot because I could—it's—it's it's hard to explain, and the it doesn't plot, really. Here's the thing: it's kind of weird about the plot. I've been thinking about. Uh, yeah. Your main character doesn't matter at all. It doesn't, and that's actually a problem. Your I main, had. your like, main dude is such like a uh, uh, a little uh, is such a vessel. Your motivations don't change from the beginning to the end of the game. You're you're like like there's really no arc in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. Just like hey, break the barrier. And you're like okay, <laughs> um, but so like the way this game ends is like if it's a genocide run. Uh, well, let's let's stick with the pacifism run. Pacifism run. All the monsters you've met are happy. The sort of enemy that you fight at the end is sort of freed from their evilness. Um, and all the monsters get to go to the war- like overworld. Um, if you do the genocide run, and let's like just a quick note: to do the genocide run, you have to actively kill everyone. But I think it's in a way where it's like it it wouldn't be what you would intuitively try to do. Like I don't think it's like it's easy because you have to like walk through an area for a long time until monsters stop spawning in every single area. Yeah. Um, and if you do that, essentially, um. You, you get fucked up by the chillest character in the game real bad. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you're stuck, like, I'm gonna, like, take everyone's soul. And if, like, no, the way of the game is, like, okay, we can restart the game and, like, try a do-over, but I'm gonna take your soul. And then every playover after that, like, there's a happy ending, but it, like, ends with showing that you're still possessed, essentially. If, I, again, don't, don't quote me on this. I think if you, yeah, if you, so if you do a full genocide route, your game remembers it. Yeah, the but game remembers your other I players. Think, I, if, I think if you do 
two pacifist runs, you can do a full wipe. I don't remember exactly if that's how it works. Would do this. Well, like, here's the thing: replay is a is actually a I think an originally original concept of the game. And this I think that the replay comes back to when they wanted the game to be a two hour thing that you'd replay. Right. Um, that is palatable. Beating yes. beating bosses and then replaying it affects the boss's dialogue the second time you play it. True. Which I think that considering that no games ever do that, you you, you have to go like. Replay was part of the designer's intent. I mean, um, was, there's yeah. dialogue changes. Though I do want to ask you, and this is something we kind of talked about, Max, when uh-huh. we were first talking about this game, before we had a hit podcast. <laughs> um, Nine subscribers going strong. We are doing great. Sure. <laughs> um, did Toby Fox want people to play the genocide run? I think that he... I think that... I think he wanted the game to be well. Part of the thing, part of the thing, when it comes to trying to figure out what Toby Fox wanted, uh, the dude is not super chatty. No. I, I looked. I was reading an interview, and like half of his answers to things were like just to pass on the question. <laughs> he's not. Do you want us to play the genocide run? What is genocide? Yeah. <laughs> it, it literally, it's he like it's just like, what do you think this parallels with like human morality? He's like a pass. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but, but, for, but for real though, do you think he wanted us to play that? Yes, but I don't think he wanted you to feel good doing it. Really, I feel. I think hmm. here's what it is. I think the pacifist route is more emotionally satisfying, but is a greater grind. And the genocide route is an easier experience, but is a less emotionally satisfying. It is, a, it, in fact, it is not even emotionally satisfying. It is a. It is emotionally. I mean, the the genocide route is designed to attack your. You, you emotionally threw it. I Means then when you fight the last boss now when he just actively criticizes you as garbage. And, Caleb, he, and, like and his motivation his motivations just, are understandable. So here here's my question to you is do you feel like there's an incentive to play through that? Or go to YouTube and just look up the different endings? Like for you as a player, what is the incentive to go through all of that grind just for this specific ending? Actually, they kind of address that in the final Flowey fight. He does some really meta stuff. Like, I looked up a playthrough, and at one point, while you're fighting, like, the evil boss, it's like, why are you doing this? Like, you just wanted to see, and this is why I would do it. It's like, did you just want to see everything the game had to offer? Like, did you just want to do it to see what's there? And then there's actually a really cool moment where it goes like, even all you guys watching, why do you want to see this? Like, it's addressing the people looking it up on YouTube that didn't want to do it themselves. They're like, you're just as bad for wanting to see this happen. And then... And and that's why I feel like he didn't want us to... I I still struggle. I I go really... I go back and forth. I feel like he didn't because he, like, calls out people doing it so often. And uh, even at one point, like, I did the pacifist run, and then I pressed reset just to see what would happen. And a little message pops up. It's like, Hey, the game is over. They're happy in their world, and it ended. Do you really want to like reset it and put them through all this again? Do you really want to reset their timeline? Hmm. I, I feel like I really don't know because I mean, it's it, like, the only reason I feel like he didn't want us to play it is because there's so much punishment for doing it once, mm-hmm. and it's like I am going to ruin the rest of your game it's, because you did this. It's the same way that um, attacking an enemy once prevents you from getting a passive through. I think that a lot of the decisions attacking, on this game... Attacking the training dummy, which I had no fucking idea that was my run. I have bad news for you, Caleb. I've watched it multiple times through. You know what Toriel says when she introduced the training dummy? Use act, don't attack. You didn't listen to the character, and you had to suffer the consequences yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah, it's my fault. It's not the fact I wanted to so get now, through that 
So now when you training so dungeon now, nightmare. So now when you replay boring the, repetitive when you replay the three hour game, you'll know next time not to do that. And yeah, she'll, Caleb, pro- I think she'll you're probably ready to do a replay that. right now. She'll when, you know the funny thing this is when you re- if you replay it, the, she'll probably like stress that an extra degree. Like don't attack the training dummy. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. Yeah, by name. She's like, use act if you want the pacifist ending. Why didn't you listen the first time and then complain Come on. on a nine-viewer Club. podcast? Um, I get, But the reason I asked, did he want us to play it, is because the problem I had with this game is that... and I, I, I think I texted this when I first beat it. It almost felt like he was holding the story hostage behind the ending. Where it's like, yeah. all, all of like the sort of biggest reveals came as soon as you beat the game. Not that there shouldn't be a payoff, but not much comes in between. You know, you know what it and felt like the, to me? I'm huh. sorry to interject. It felt like a fighting games narrative where you're kind of <laughs> just going through a grind of character v. character. But then like the that, variations the of the games. ending. Yeah, like Soul Calibur or a Street Fighter or a Tekken ending. You know, like you see the character specific ending. Throughout all of this grueling back and forth fight, see, I I would say that despite whatever Toby Fox's intent is mm-hmm. on whether he not not he wants you to play, I still think he does want you to play both endings. I just don't think they want. He doesn't want to make it easy, and that, I think that's what a lot of it is. Is the weight on I mean, the most a lot of the praise for this game comes from the fact that it's so emotionally charged. And that, like, most most of the things aren't decisions on logic. It's just based, you know, like, resetting the game. Like, whatever, I can reset the game if I want. But, like, he makes you feel bad for doing it. I will give it credit. I did like those characters a little more than I would have expected mm-hmm. to. For sure. Um, and especially on a replay. I think, see, I think you should play the Passwords and the Genocide route because the... Caleb uh, and I are shaking our heads. <laughs> too many things to do. <laughs> playing, that, playing that Genocide route through, there's an entirely different appreciation you get for the because i don't think your main character matters i think that it's the it's the side characters it's the sands of papyrus the undyne and alphas those characters that matter i want to say real quick i'm not gonna do that not because not the reason it's because it's because the in the order of the games that i've been playing it was soma undertale spec ops the line dark souls i've played a lot of dark stuff lately you need, need, something, like, need something happy you need, you need i'm to playing play, borderlands right now i need that. you need to play beautiful katamari <laughs> i was just about to say <laughs> um but i found playing through the genocide route that it's there's a different level of appreciation when you're at you when you are directly antagonizing characters that you already like to then see those characters in the face of adver- in the face of you as the adversity, mm-hmm. um, it's that's a really weird feeling of like I'm root- you're actively rooting for characters to beat you even though you need to beat them to progress so the story. Like my, un- my... Undyne sacrificing like in the in the uh, genocide route, Undyne sacrifices herself to try to stop. My you. my question to you then is: you said earlier that the player character is kind of there to just be a vehicle for the actions of the story doesn't really matter too much it seems like the character is only of importance when you take the extremity of like am i going to be a pacifist or am i going to just do a genocide run so do you as the player character is he making a statement to to make an impact in this game you have to take one of two sides um yeah, I mean, this this game, literally, there is no benefit to trying to be the middleman. 
I, yeah, I feel like I got an experience. You, to be fair, if you think about it... But it wasn't the it, true experience, it, because I didn't commit to one. No, no, it's still a full experience. I mean, there, yeah. are, there are three last bosses. You <laughs> fight Flowey no matter what. And I would say that, arguably, in terms of being a weird meta fight, uh, the last boss Photoshop Flowey is one of the more interesting fights it in the is. game. Oh, so it is. I think sure. that they don't, they don't hide, I think, the coolest fight from you. You can do that no matter what. You fight Flowey either way. But you just get more content. And it's usually it's usually more emotional content than which one you're doing. Right. Um, um I sorry, that. I just lost switch. I, I mean, in terms of like, j- just to sort of, I'm sorry, I'm from interrupting you. Like to bring it into like art. Like as much as I have problems with this game, I feel like the sort of big message it's trying to do is like question your motivations in games, and I think it succeeded. I just don't think it succeeded as hard as it could have. Like I think there was definitely a message that he committed to, and it was a, it was a, it's definitely something worth telling. Mm-hmm. But there were just a lot of mistakes on the way that sort of took me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a side note that I was thinking of is like the art style kind of bothered me. Like some of like the monsters mm-hmm. and characters they're fighting are super colorful and like really unique and like fun to look at, but the environments you're in are like so boring. It's it's just like I, I, so I have I, a really I have a really like empty argument on that one. I I am I it's... so I believe <laughs> that like due to the fact he was using Game Maker, which is quite basic when it comes to level. Layouts. Oh, I know. Like he he was super limited in his stuff. He, but I think that doesn't he, mean for for that aesthetic. Also, I think it fits with the tone. You didn't, you didn't find a Snowden town charming and quaint. Uh, that was, that one was fine, but it was, it was, it was also sort of the predictability of it. Like, mm. crazy monsters are like, oh, here's a snow level, here's a cave level, here's a fire level. Okay, oh, you yeah. beat the game. <laughs> um, the, the, like, the stupid non-answer that you're gonna get mad at that I'd have you, they want to leave the underground, Caleb, it can't be a, f- uh, Caleb, sorry. They want to leave <laughs> oh, the underground, David, it can't be the fun hangout place you want. <laughs> That's not an argument. Definitely. I like, definitely <laughs> not, not I knew argument. it was going to make you so salty. <laughs> not an argument. They, every, all the, all the monsters do actively want to leave this place, so why That's would it true. be super thrilling? There are a couple oh areas that are <laughs> and there's interesting. Like, that add to the, I mean, the lab was also... Lab was cool. Lab was really cool. If you do the passing history. God damn it. Enough of this. <laughs> so yeah, there is, there is like, one of the complaints Caleb has that there's one area in it that you can Oh wait, can't... Caleb has complaints? I thought he, he was just complaints. raving about this game the whole time. <laughs> I feel like David's been harder on this than me so far. Alright, what is my I, one well, complaint? Oh, so you... I remember I told you that there was an area that you can only see if you do the pacifist route, and you were like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I mean, I just like the sound of my own voice, so that's probably why it sounds like I'm being yeah. harder. <laughs> um, but the uh, the point I was going to bring a little earlier, we were talking about the, the character Frisk, mm-hmm. the, the main character. Yeah, that I just, I'll, I'll let you go. I just want to say real quick, you name your character at the beginning, and you find out the name you gave is like the name of like the evil big bad of the character like that so yeah that's cool yeah the, Continue. The, yeah whatever name you give him is the like the name of the child from the genesis or from the jesus christ it's all right so here we go the war the the monster the war between the two monsters or the monsters and the humans was because a human child fell into the like ended up with the monsters and was adopted and then died and then the uh, child of the two king and queen of the monsters brought the human child's body back up and was killed by a bunch of humans for it. 
Yeah. That um, child that fell and died. The Lord of Cinder. Is, yeah, the Lord of Cinder. <laughs> um, that child that fell and died was actually an asshole. Was not a yeah. good person and is the evil child. And is See, described as the motivator of the genocide route if you take the genocide route. And the problem is, to get all this information, you had to play the pacifist and the genocide run. Yep. And, it, like, you have to beat it. Like, you yeah. have to, like... Which, which I'm still saying, that's six to seven hours. That's the normal length of, a sh- like, a really short game. I don't understand oh, the complaint. I'm, the complaint is that... <laughs> the monotony. There's, it's not even the monotony. It's that all oh, this information is. is only revealed on beating the game. Like, no, none, yeah, of you've this go is, none of this is, like, told to you as you're playing. <laughs> it's like, you beat the game, your reward is knowing why the hell you care. Well, your character doesn't matter. And that doesn't make me want to play the game. Unless you take two extremes. Here's what I have to say, though. (laughs) What I was going to say is, think about the... Hell, I'm just going to list RPGs. Think about Golden Sun. Think about Pokemon. Think about Earthbound. Does your main character have a lick of personality, dialogue, or influence in the story in any of these games? But it's not about that, though. For a game like Pokemon, it is the joy of discovery, of collection, upset. Like this, this that... game, is, this game is about the monster side characters you meet, not about Frisk. Frisk doesn't matter. Frisk is the vessel that you RPG as you, that you play through. You, it's a role playing game. You play your still role as Frisk. from that perspective, going through an environment and fighting or taming things. Like it is mm. still a video game, and it is just. If I am tasked with that enormous responsibility of you have to commit to this mechanic in two very different ways, I'm just not. I'm not going to do that for seven hours to, to uh, see yeah. the the explanation of if, like all I all I wanted is like I got to the end of the game and I'm like I wish I knew some of this beforehand. Like I just I the only. I wanted to beat it because I was just told over and over it was a great game. And I just, it took me like so many different like chunks of time because I got bored. Because I was just like, please tell me something. I wish, like my motivation just like wasn't enough. And I felt like if they just like sort of told the story not all the way at the very end, Mm -hmm. then I'd be more forgiving of it. And and here's, I think, we're sort of part of the Undertale's strength becoming Undertale's weakness. Okay. The the side characters are so phenomenally likable. I mean that that is inherently you you'll agree that like that's what the game is about. That's the point of the game. Yeah. That's that's what people come away with the game remembering are the characters. That's yeah. I mean the, that's I mean that's why it's iconic. Is the writing, the characters, yeah, the, the, writing, the, the yeah. comedy, the layer of comedy on top of the layer of dark content. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, just the fact that, you know, you have a character like Papyrus and all of his speech is in Papyrus If anything, the community made me like this game more, just like oh, the amount of really? parts of the community. <laughs> okay. It gets way weird. Like the like the amount of fan art almost sort of like fleshes out the characters in a way that I would have appreciated in the game. Or fleshes it in the character, if you know what I mean. It, it, it gets it gets wild in there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the internet, folks. Yep. Still, um, still not as rough a treatment as Five Nights at Freddy's, though. Now let's. Not, yeah. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. No. Um. 
So I think, do we want to move into final thoughts, or do we want to? Is there anything specifically about the game? What, we, what, what I was what I was going to say is where the, oh, the, yeah, where the pro becomes the con is that um, because these characters, and you know, I, I'll admit, like I like the game because I like got super sympathetic to the characters and was like, wow, I really like these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't playing the game, especially in the past this route. I wasn't playing the game to further my plot. I was like, I want to help these people out. These guys are great. These characters have a lot of personality. And I think the game does a good job. Also. I was going to say, so the, the issue is that people are so, so into these characters mm-hmm. that especially when it like when it first came out, it doesn't take long to play. So if you're not quick on it, it gets so... People were just so passionate about those characters that then everything got spread so quick out right. that it became really impossible to not know about the passivist genocide aspect of it. Which going into the game from a pure standpoint, not knowing pastors of genocide, is very different than following the mm-hmm. the social success of it and the like. Everyone talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it was lightning in a bottle, really. Uh-huh. Um, I do, I do think this game encourages um, just the idea of just being inquisitive, like looking at just any random enemy and just taking into account their dialogue, sort of their visual quirks and. Like, looking at that and figuring out, okay, how am I going to deal with this specific enemy? This, like, I think it does a good job of making you think about each encounter. This game fucked with my ability to play Soma. I played this. I played Soma immediately huh. after this game, and there's so many just, like, computers, computer people lying on the ground that you just have to fuck with. I was like, why am I doing this? That's a, yeah. And I was so like, that's wanna... crazy. That's a game influencing my perception of another game. That's definitely something. So, real quick... Um, I just want to intro this every time. Well, instead of just talk, giving your final thoughts on the game, I think it's better to, you know, we talk about the impact this game has on the art of video games. And what you just said, Max, is definitely, like, I think, especially right now, is sort of like the state of games and where it's at. I mean, it would have been a lot more timely in 2014, where everything was a nightmare. Um like, just, like, getting you to think about your motivations in a game. Like, asking yourself, why is everything violent? Because, um, if you guys remember, when we played Dark Souls, the very first thing I asked when I got to the level was, like, do I have to kill these guys? And you're like, yeah, kill everything. And I'm thinking, but why? <laughs> and, like, for a game that I didn't like all that much, it's had a huge impact on me. And it's weird, because now I'm playing Borderlands, where it's, like, one of the first lines is, like, oh, man, you killed a bandit. They have families and children <laughs> and lives. Ah, never mind, just kill them. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just very, it's, it's very timely to get us to sort of have these sort of conversations that, like, video games could be better. Like, let's think about our motivations. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where it, it's, it's weird that, like, the violent ending, the violent route makes you feel so bad about what you're doing. I mean, the game is really designed from a positivity standpoint. The game, I think, mm-hmm. wants you... It's hard, it, But the thing is, this is the thing that I think is really interesting that I like about it. It's more challenging to be a good person than it is to be a bad person in this game. Just like, real life, guys. Sometimes you gotta... You know, <laughs> but it's more enjoyable throughout your journey of being <laughs> a good murder. person. Well, that's, that's why... Well, that's why I'll. That's why I'll be a little less... Uh, so the issue with Undertale I have is I think it's less of a video game than it is other things. I can see what you mean. I mean, uh, most of the complaints are coming into things which are the complaints Mechanic. you give, which are the things you give video games. Right. Yeah, it would have been better. That's not if, even like, the stuff that the game is like. This is what makes the game good. 
Those are the fir- those things which so you'll that, ask somebody and they'll be the that first is, ones to that be is like, my, no. That is my main issue is like it is trying to be a critique on video games, but it in itself is not a strong video game. You know, it's it's more hmm. of the writing around it that makes it so powerful. Um, you should play. Uh, you should play Earth. Uh, yeah, you should play this really dated game that it's based on, and then realize how much better Undertale is. <laughs> I mean, Caleb did bring up a good point. That was something, and we actually we probably could have had this conversation more than the other ones we had. Uh, I I sort of was like thinking about the message of the game after I beat it, and like I watched videos of the genocide run, and mechanically that looked more fun. Like, it looked like the mechanics behind the genocide run were more, like, in the feedback loop and the gameplay was more entertaining. I'm like, is it bad to want to just, like, be entertained and, like, play a fun game? Like, is that so wrong to just want to, like, want that? It's not It's not bad, but you, you were talking about the video, like, you know, status quo of video games. Kill the monsters, run around. That is the status quo of video games. Well, it's not even kill the monsters. It's like, taking away from that, I thought that gameplay was more fun that mm. they presented to you in the genocide run. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... It wasn't that I wanted to kill things. It's that I wanted to have, enter- like, a reason, mm. like... No, I don't yeah. I don't know for sure that this is uh, Toby Fox's intent, but I like the idea this is the intent. Like, I like the idea that the um, genocide route and violence is designed to be easier. Mm-hmm. It is, I like the idea that... Because here's the thing. If there wasn't the bullet hell segments, why would the pass-through route be difficult? If the, if the game just had attack, deal damage, and then act, don't deal damage, and it was just a sort of standard RPG, the entire pacifist genocide thing would fall apart. Mm-hmm. Which is why, when I hear that he designed the engine first, or he designed the combat system first, and then built the plot around it, I, I think that basically he was like, here's the bullet hell... <laughs> What would happen if you extended the bullet hell into just like? I don't like think you need that? to extend the bullet hell. I, I like the uh, that idea of being like you have a random encounter with an enemy you've never seen before. They sort of give you their spiel about maybe their motivations or sort of just how they feel, and then you have to intuit. All right, how am I going to act accordingly to tame this monster and get them to be my friend? and stop attacking me. Like, if it was more of a game about visual cues and talking, but more so than a bullet hell, like, that, that in, that's pacifism. Like, you're talking a violent enemy down to just be, to be chill. But that's so fucking easy. No, that's, I don't think it's if, easy. If you, didn't, if you didn't have to worry about the bullet hell segments, why would anyone do the genocide route? It's so easy. If you don't have to worry about this really challenging little thing, there's no there's no weight to doing the pacifist ending. But that's the thing. Pacifism is harder in real life than just, like, aggressive douchiness. I like that the game parallels that by making pacifism really difficult. It's honest, I think that the pacifist ending is way harder. This is fun, because since you two are in the same room, this fight could escalate. Could actually, could actually escalate. And I'm going gonna, gonna to sit this one out. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Caleb, a couple of fist fighters here, right? A couple, couple of brawlers. A couple of brawlers. <laughs> now kiss. Pure slokers. We are connected by bullets. Which is, and that's the thing. I, the I actually... Lady in the trampet. Until I, oh until I read that Toby oh. Fox like had designed the combat system first, I was much harder on the combat, and I've sort of realized little... I'm, I'm a little I've sort of turned around on that a little bit. It's not the best no. system, but I do think the system is designed... I think the system does what he wanted it to do. Frustrate people. Well, yeah. As I said, the pacifism ending isn't... You're not required to get it. 
No, but you still have to deal with it. Like, regardless of what run you're going for, you have to deal with that combat system. And I hate that it's I have to reduce it to that, but in order to get to the the beautiful things about this game, you have to deal with it no matter what. Mm. And and sometimes it is way more ridiculous. Like, there's no consistent rule set for that minigame. Like it it just takes a turn and it's that's keeps you on your toes and i like that but you know you you feel like you never have a good understanding of this mechanic that already frustrates you you know mm. yeah. okay <laughs> this is an ar- you guys are going to have this argument for the rest of the goddamn day it's going to be a long argument <laughs> ultimately um, it's there so it so is kind of one of those that, that's it's what he did it's what he did yeah <laughs> it is it is what it did um, do yeah, so that was our talk of Undertale. Th- thank you for listening. Critogen! Um, I what? swear to God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can you mute that part or just put a horn uh, yeah, and pretend no, Max said something really racist? <laughs> oh, that would uh, be good. If you want to... Max, how, how, why did you say that? You've alienated <laughs> three of our listeners. Guys, don't fucking listen to Kill the game. Undertale is special. Uh, Serval is, yeah. is cursing. It's early morning, sleepy buddies. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! <laughs> if you want to send us suggestions for a game or feedback, or if you want to yell at us at what you think Undertale is about, and if any community would, it's the Undertale community. Um, or if you wanted to, you know what? I don't want your Undertale fan art. Guys, if you please. guys, I would like your Undertale. <laughs> please fan keep that to yourself. Send it to me. Uh, at our you no know, yeah send it just send it to our email oh, yeah. um, the cr- cr- crew podcast at gmail.com yeah i'll look at it but i'm gonna make i'm gonna let david vet it all how many hard bones do you want to be in this fan art <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it just gets real sexual in ways that i thought were alarming <laughs> are you ever surprised to discover the internet is sexual about this one yes <laughs> i guess it's about true. friendship and love um so do you guys want to do that you guys can fight over the crit is adjourned one well of you, now one of now you. it's completely lessened <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel the same this has been your uh, your journey through the underground everyone collect your seven child souls and break <laughs> the barrier to release the monsters that have been sealed away this crit is adjourned Yay. Yay. <laughs>